Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. See, when I read that they were trying to find a home for 4,000 beagles, I thought, who is breeding 4,000 beagles? How do you house 4,000 beagles in one building. It's kind of frightening when you think about it, right? I thought, this is not your standard backyard breeder. Uh, This is even worse than a puppy mill. So we're going to talk right now with Daphna Nakminovich. Did I get that right, Daphna? You sure did. Thank you. Uh, Good. She is the PETA Senior Vice President of Cruelty Investigations. Was it your work or the work of your organization that helped bring the Department of Justice to the doors of this facility to shut it down? Yes, absolutely. We conducted an undercover investigation between April and November of 2021 and went straight to the United States Department of Agriculture back in October. And um, nearly 50 of the violations that the facility was cited for were based on evidence that we submitted to the federal government. And we are just over the moon that the Department of Justice went in because the USDA uh, citation after citation to the tune of 74, but no enforcement action whatsoever. So it's, it's, a, it's been a very good couple of weeks to know that these 4,000 prisoners will soon be free. Okay, this happened in Cumberland, Virginia. I'm sure it's not the only facility. And earlier this year, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin signed Beagle Bills, which were five bills designed to offer protections to animals being used for research purposes. So this kind of blows my mind. 4,000 Beagles in one building. What kind of research are they being bred for? That's a great question. So these dogs, um, there were, at the time of our investigation, believe it or not, there were actually 5,000 beagle dogs and puppies. And these animals were being bred for experimentation all over the world. They were, we know from publicly available documents, they were being shipped to Japan and Taiwan. They were even bought, believe it or not, by the NIH and the FDA that had standing contracts with this facility to conduct painful and unnecessary experiments on. And many people don't realize that dogs are used in experiments as are primates and other many, many other animals to the tune of 110 million animals every year. And our federal government is funneling funding to agencies that do this instead of investing in modern technology, organs on a chip, computer-based models, and things that bring us uh, into the present day and the future. So we are working very hard to try and bring that day about. And if people want more information, they can go to PETA.org and look for our research modernization deal. Our undercover investigation at this place really exposed the torturous conditions in which these beagles were used. And I should tell listeners that beagles are the breed of choice for experimenters because they're small, they're friendly, they're docile, and they're not likely to turn on their abusers, which makes this all the more tragic for them. I was wondering, because that's what I asked my producers today. I said, find find me the answer. Like, why is it always beagles that are used in these experiments? Or, you know, let's face it, it goes on worldwide. But I didn't know why beagles were the dog of choice. And and it seems Mm -hmm. like this facility was only breeding beagles. So um, they weren't doing any research there. They were just a breeding facility, but they were not taking good care of the animals, right? 
So actually, they they were licensed as a research facility as well, and they did do some experiments there. For example, I'm sure that you saw that one of the things that the USDA cited the facility for was that nursing mother dogs who were famished were deprived of food for up to 48 hours before their puppies were taken away from them. And that was something that PETA's undercover investigation exposed. The USDA cited the facility for uh, while our investigator was still employed by the facility. And we were able to document not only that the practice continued, but that there was uh, a con- that, that employees there, including supervisors, were conspiring to continue that practice. And in instructed our investigator to lie to the USDA about it. And that was part of what they termed an experiment, or as it's termed in this industry, a protocol. The protocol itself was also in violation of federal standards, but that is there was experimentation going on in the facility. But the vast majority of the work this facility was doing, if you can call it work, was breeding dogs for sale to other facilities for experiments. And Daphna, um, is it usual, is it unusual that the Department of Justice actually goes in and shuts down a facility like this? So that's actually extremely unusual. I really wish it were usual because the horrors that we uncovered this facility are not uh, the exception. You know, when animals, as you can imagine, and as you've said multiple times, when you have thousands of animals warehoused, it is not uh, it is not possible to take humane care of them. And these animals were going without basic necessities of life and suffering greatly. On top of the fact that they're dogs who are, you know, existing, I'm not going to say living because it wasn't a life, but in a cage 24-7, deprived of everything that natural that, that's natural to them and that dogs enjoy. They had no names, no beds, no toys, no lives at all. Uh, but no, it is it is highly unusual for the Department of Justice to get involved. And the reason that happened is because the USDA was so delinquent in enforcing the Animal Welfare Act. They just issued citation after citation, 74 citations over the course of 10 months, yet no enforcement actions, no penalties, no fines. And so we did call on, um, well, we went to the U.S. Senators, um, Tim Kaine and Mark Warner here in Virginia, They got involved and wrote a very strong letter to the USDA. Eventually, the DOJ did get involved, and it is highly unusual, but we hope it's not the last time, even if it's the first. Yeah, so we've got like 30 seconds left. So now the task is finding a home for 4,000 beagles who have never seen a home, looked at a TV, walked downstairs, or ate at a regular food bowl. So that seems like an insurmountable task. Well, it's going to happen, and uh, we've gotten overwhelming uh, support, and I know that everybody who's involved with this has been overwhelmed with inquiry, so I'm very optimistic that that will not be impossible. But I will say that there are animals in shelters right now who need homes, and we don't want people to forget about them. Uh, So I do encourage people, if they are willing to adopt these beagles, will need a little extra patience for all the reasons you mentioned. They've never taken stairs or gone through a doorway or been on an elevator or, you know, walked through grass, frankly. So they will need someone who is home and is patient and has some experience. But there are many, many equally deserving animals in our shelters waiting for adoption. Thank you for joining us on Chicago's Afternoon News. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Steve has... Steve has your news next on, I I turned my own mic down. I don't know how weird that was. That was odd. He's got your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.